Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. Tonight we'll have one song, and then Chris will have our announcements. We'll have two more songs, and then David has our Devo. Our first song this evening is number 892. 892, The Steadfast Love of the Lord. If you would let stand for this song, please. Please be seated. Good evening. Uh, WeShine is now accepting applications. If you've got a three or four year old and would like to be involved with WeShine, you can see Connie uh, April 19th. That's this coming Tuesday will be our Young at Heart outing. We're going to the river in Portsmouth. Uh, we're still looking for volunteers for, for VBS. So if you're able and willing to help out for VBS, you can see the sign-up sheet on the board out in the foyer uh, and get connected that way or just see David. We're still looking for volunteers for uh, cutting the grass as well. That sign-up sheet's on the board. Uh, if you wanted to go to camp this year um, for Buzzard Week, it's July 3rd through the 9th. Uh, go ahead and sign up by May 15th to get the full discount. May 15th is the deadline there, so I think that sheet's on the board too. As far as our prayer list goes, uh, Jerry and Nora Fry's granddaughter, Caroline, she was hit in the eye with a rock uh, a little while ago, and she's developed a cataract in her eye, and it's causing her some poor vision, so they're going to be um, scheduling a procedure to remove that cataract, I believe, is what I heard. It's going to be several months down the road, yeah, okay. Yes, after, after the uh, eye is able to heal some, so they'll be doing surgery on that, so... Hopefully correct her vision and get her back to full health. Uh, Roger Pryor is in kidney failure. He's in stage 3B kidney failure. So be in prayer for them as well. As well as uh, Jennifer Baker and her family, Casey and the kids. Um, Darren was diagnosed with smoldering myeloma. Uh, so just that, that whole family and extended family, they're struggling right now. Uh, Jim Haney was diagnosed with multiple myeloma. He's got a bone biopsy tomorrow. So be in prayer for him. Uh, pray that everything go, goes well there and he gets the, the best possible do, um, outcome there. 
Tony Blake is, is at home now. Everything seems to have gone back to normal for him. Terry Haynes has uh, asked for our prayers. He's going through some struggles right now. Uh, Yvonne Cornell has moved to uh, assisted living there in Paramount. She's in room 120. If you want to send her a card or give her a call, I know she'd appreciate that. Uh, Sean Maynard, Gale's son, still struggling and asking for prayers, as well as Judy Gerald and <coughs> Charlie Boso. And... <laughs> I forgot I forgot you were back there. Sorry. <coughs> <laughs> this is my designated coughing area. Sorry. Um, Dave's still uh, struggling with, with uh, his various things. He's got several specialist appointments coming up. So be in prayer for him as well as Barbara Williamson. This is uh, Friday's nurse. Uh, she's, still, she's still struggling. So uh, just be in prayer for all those folks and, uh, and be aware of the sign-up sheets and all the, the opportunities to serve here. All right, let's go ahead and begin with a prayer, and then we'll get back into our worship uh, song. Father, we're, we're grateful to be your children. We're humbled to be able to come to you in prayer and to make all of our wants and wishes known, to lay our hearts down before you and to, to have this relationship with you is humbling for us, Father. We pray that our hearts will always be lifted towards you and that uh, we'll be seeking your face and your will in all the things that we do. Help us to love you more than anything else, Father. Help us to, to dive deeply into your word, to understand what you would have to us, to, to understand and to know there, Father, so that it transforms and changes our lives, so we become more and more like your son, Father. We ask your blessings on all the ones that we mentioned uh, tonight. We pray especially for, for Caroline. She uh, struggles with this rock, and one so young, struggling with something so, so major, Father. We pray that uh, healing can be found for her, and that it'll become uh, becoming very quickly. Father, we ask your blessings on Roger and Jennifer and Jim, Darren, and so many others that are struggling with with cancer and and various serious illnesses. Father, we pray that you'll uh, work on their behalf and that uh, you'll heal their bodies. Father, and that uh, they, they can be returned back to us. Uh, so many others are struggling with with various things. Father, we pray that you'll you'll work in their situations as well to bring them back to a, a complete bill of health. And that they can uh, return, be, be returned back to us, Father. Watch over us. Help us to do what's right. Help us to, to long for your kingdom and to work in it, Father. We ask all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Earlier when I was getting the songs in the computer, I had a little helper. And she asked that we sing Blue Skies and Rainbows. So our next song is number 851, Blue Skies and Rainbows. Blue skies and rainbows and sunbeams from heaven are what I can see when my Green grass and flowers, all blooming in spring. 
our last song before our devotional this evening is number 315. 315, I'll live in glory. I'd like to stay here longer than pass a lot of days and watch the fleeting changes of life's uneven ways. But if my Savior calls me to that sweet home on high, I'll live with him forever in glory by and by. Oh, yes, I'll live in glory by and by. I'll tell and sing my story. song of invitation will be number 389. Let him have his way with thee. Good evening, church family. A while back, when Katie was curing, she was working on her back somersault. And I said, I could do that. Yeah, you're laughing now. So I'm in a den, and I was like, because I used to do it in high school. I used to be able to do a back somersault in high school. And so so I, I, I stood there, bent my knees. I jumped backwards, and I was in the air for a little bit, I remember. fell straight on my back. I mean, flat on my back. It knocked the air out of me, the wind out of me. I mean, I was, and it hurt my back. And as I just laid there, <laughs> as I just laid there in pain, and Mandy's like, David, David, are you all right? You okay? And I was like, just let me lay here. And, uh, but, the thing is, what was so funny about it is, is that 
the entire time as I'm laying there in pain, I'm thinking of what I did wrong. And should I do it again? <laughs> I mean, have you ever felt empty after trying to do something? Have you ever felt broken? Can emptiness be a gift? And can God use you when you're broken? If we'll turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. Turn your Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 4. And I'll be starting with verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elijah. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditors are coming to take my two boys as his slaves. So Elijah here, he meets this woman, this woman who has nothing. She's a widow, no husband. She has no income. She has no food, no prospect. And now they're about to take her children away and make her children slaves. I mean, talk about your world just falling apart. I mean, you can just imagine this, this mother, this widow, and the walls just crumbling all around her. Not knowing what to do. She's empty. She's broken. Let's continue on reading in verse 2. And Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. And Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't just ask for a few. So this prophet Elijah here, she says, what do you have? She, I mean, she, she says, I have nothing, nothing to offer at all. except this small jar of olive oil. Now, this oil was probably used for cooking, or it was used for lamps, or it was used for fuel. So Elijah tells her to go knocking on the doors of her neighbor's houses and collect as many jars as she can. Now listen to what Elijah tells her to do next. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour the oil into the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She listened. She listened to what Elijah said. She obeyed on what he said. 
Isn't that what God wants us to do as well? Doesn't God want us to listen? Doesn't God want us to obey? In verse 5, she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her sons, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is no jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She begins to start pouring this oil into all these jars while she still has a small jar. It wasn't a big jar. It says it was a small jar. And I'm sure it filled medium-sized, large, small. But oil never runs out. The oil continues on flowing. You know, there's something about nothing. There's something about when you have nothing. It's when you have nothing that makes God's hands move. God loves leading us. God loves leading us to empty places so that way we can learn something. Expect his provision. If we are not experiencing God's presence in his provision, could it be that you're not empty enough? Can we still be distracted? Can we still be distracted on our own dependencies? Focused on ourselves and our own needs. See, this story teaches us that emptiness, emptiness is a gift from God. Emptiness tells us on what we have and what we need. But first we must admit to ourselves about our emptiness. Then only God can fill us up. Let's look at the last verse here before I close and offer an invitation. In verse 7. She went and told the man of God, and he said, Go and sell the oil and pay off your debts. You and your sons can live on what's left. I don't know about you, but kind of what I get from this story is is that are the number of jars that she collected from her neighbors. Did that indicate her faith? I mean, she could have collected as many jars as she wanted to. 
collected more. God's provision is larger than their faith. In their willingness to obey. A lot of times in our life, we like to put limits on what God can bless us with. There's no limit on what God can bless you with. As long as you are faithful and obedient to him. God can do so much more than what you can imagine. I challenge you this week. If you are empty, if you are broken, look on how God has blessed you. See his blessings surround you. Let him fuel you. Let him give you everything you need and be grateful. Now maybe you're struggling and you need prayers at the congregation. We would be more than happy to pray for you. Or maybe you want to make the decision to become a child of God. Be immersed in water for remissions of your sins. Why don't you make that decision as we stand and sing? Father in heaven, as we go to our classes, we pray that you will be with each of us, that the teachers will have prepared themselves to do what they need to do to stimulate the thinking and the Bible knowledge that we gain from times like this when we come to study your word. We pray that as we learn, Father, that we will take that knowledge and apply it in our lives 
It's not only the hearer that pleases God, it's the doer, as we know. And as we leave to go to our classes, be with us now. We're thankful for so many things, Father, especially the sacrifice of your son. Let us always keep him and his love for us and your love for us in our forethoughts as we go throughout our days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.